Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Resilient Ones. My name is Kristen Hopkins, founder of the Dangers of the My Education Fund and creator of Black SEL. I'm a social and emotional expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of Black youth and adults through culturally responsive and affirming resources. Welcome to the Black SEO Podcast, formerly known as Dangers of the Mind. Welcome to Black SEL, Blackity Black, Blackity Black, the social emotional hub for Black people. Welcome to the Black SEL Podcast. We're here at Black SEL. We open up a safe space for Black people to share their experiences and expertise and be vulnerable, all while highlighting key social and emotional skills. Our main goal is to make social emotional learning relatable, tangible, and sustainable in our Black communities. Today's guest is no other than my friend, Jay Starrett a black educator who is currently the managing director and program support at Teach for America. So we're going to get into it. Jay began their journey as an educator nearly 15 years ago as a teacher for America Corps member in Washington, D.C. And after five years there, they joined Teach for America staff as a coach. Eventually, Jay returned to the classroom to deepen their understanding of what's needed to equitably serve students. Jay's commitment to equity and really black liberation is present in everything they do and was core to their decision to become a DEI facilitator, coach, and consultant. In addition to their coaching and DEI work, Jay has served in a number of schools, leadership roles, most recently as a middle school principal in Durham, right here in Durham, North Carolina, Bull City, baby. Bull City, baby. Welcome to Black SEL. Blackity black, blackity black. Yes. Welcome, Jay. Yes. Are you happy to be here? Yes. I'm of happy course, you're here. Of course. I am happy you're here. And I'm happy that all of your good energy that you always bring to me. All right. So we're going to get right into it. I want you to tell us a little bit about you as an educator and like your favorite part of being an educator. Like where did education come from for you? Um, so honestly, I didn't want to be an educator. <laughs> um, I was the kid that everybody was like, oh my gosh, you should be a teacher. You should be a teacher. And I was like, mm, no, thank you. Um, but ultimately, I fell in love with the idea of education um, through my senior capstone in college. Um, I have a bachelor's in social work. Um, which is totally relevant to SEL, right? Um, Absolutely. It was um, an understanding just like educational disparities um, and how that position, uh, particularly black students Mm -hmm. um, in the education like world. Mm -hmm. um, And I believe that they deserved better. um, And I believe that if people understood them um, and what they needed um, and how to show up for them, um, that they could, uh, achieve beyond um, what most people thought was imaginable at the time. Um, and so I went 10 toes, yeah. <laughs> 10 toes down, ten toes down. <laughs> in education, um, mm-hmm. really trying to figure out what it meant um, and having 
experiences growing up um, in a low-income background, but having the privileges associated with middle-class and upper-class education, uh, just really understood how different it was mm. uh, to teach uh, black children when people already deemed them out. Mm. So yeah, that's it. I fell in love it's with getting it. Heavy. <laughs> all right. in love with it. I'm still in love with it. Um, and continue to be inspired by what is possible mm-hmm. and all the ways to make it possible. I love that. And I love that you were so transparent about saying that you did not want to be an educator because a lot of times People always have these long stories like my grandma was Asian and we don't bash y'all because those are really rich history stories, right? Yeah. But then there are other people that don't really say, I never wanted to be an educator. And me too, I never wanted to be an educator, right? Um, I think that God threw me into this, not think, I believe, and I know that God threw me into the educational field because I was needed and called to be in the space. Um, so I'm very thankful and very honored to be able to serve in this this capacity in this role so explain to us what it looks like to be a black educator in today's society i mean you have you know you got teach for america you were principal like you know the black educational space Mm -hmm. so just explain to us what does that look like today I'm going to continue to disrupt the monolith right and say that the black educator experience it's different mm-hmm. for different people based on what their black experience is mm-hmm. um, and what they've been exposed to. And um, I would say that to be an, a black educator often requires that you prove yourself over and over again. Come on. Um, and so regardless of where you fall mm-hmm. and that, that uh, black educators generally show up in a space where they have to prove to other people mm-hmm. why they are there. Mm-hmm. Um how they know what they know, mm-hmm. um, why they make the decisions that they make in the classroom in ways that um, I have not experienced other people having to do. I think it is a, uh, it's also sharing both the burden of existing mm-hmm. as a black person in a society that does not value blackness Come on. Um, and pouring into continuously mm-hmm. other black educators, black students, black families, um, who also don't necessarily feel seen, valued, or heard in that space. And I think it is one of the most profound acts of service um, that a black person can give in our society um, is to be black and to teach black children. Um, to teach all children, because I think all children can benefit from Absolutely. black educators. Absolutely. And I think there is an added benefit um, to black teachers teaching black children. Oh, absolutely. We uh, see the stats, the yeah. statistics of yeah. how they graduate, you know, over the amounts if, when they have a black teacher. Yeah, I, but both like representation, but when you get a black teacher who like sees you, um, it's, it's, it's a different, different world. I had a black teacher in third grade I remember forever. Mm. Um, like yeah. the, the way that she saw me mm-hmm. and cultivated my talents um, and held me accountable mm. um, changed my life. And at the third grade. And I, and I did get to see many black teachers, uh, but that was the first one that stood out. And then there was a plethora mm-hmm. of other ones in various wow. capacities um, that stood out to me. But she changed so my life. Cleveland, so. That's a little blackity black, blackity black. It, it is. It, well, I went to school in the suburbs, though. Okay. But in suburbs that value integration mm. um, early, right? Mm. So I got exposed to uh, conversations about race 
right. and power and privilege nice. earlier um, nice. than most people. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a little older. Yeah. Um, so this wasn't like, you know, in the last 10 years, yeah. right? They, they were um, on the cutting edge of integration. Now, for better or worse, there are some things about the school district that I grew up in. And um, there were black faces yeah. um, and, and people who um, really took black students mm-hmm. and, and, and took them under their wing mm-hmm. um, and, and shielded them from a lot of uh, the racism that existed uh, in the world at that time and still does, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my third grade teacher, bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot from her yeah. and I think I embodied a lot as a teacher yeah. um, from what I learned wow. based on how she interacted with me. Um, I was able to give that to a lot of other black children yeah. um, over my time. Wow. You know, you said something very profound a minute ago. You said that black educators have to prove themselves over and over again. Let, let's go deeper into that because that's a, a, a huge social and emotional skill that they have to practice and model and also be in pain with, almost struggle with, because you are, like, what does your self-esteem even look like when you continue to have to prove yourself over and over again? And then how does that make you feel when you feel like you're proving yourself over and over again to a system that does not value you as a, as a Black educator? Some of my hardest moments as an educator um, has been questioning my place. Mm. Um, when you think about the systemic impacts of internalized racial oppression, uh, which all black people carry to some degree, consciously or subconsciously. Uh, it like It's another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> it's exhausting mm-hmm. um, to do the work of an educator, which is hard, no matter who you are, no matter where you do the work, like teaching and doing it well is a skill. Yeah. Um, and it requires a lot of work um, and, and a lot of research and a lot of studying mm. and a lot of conversations. Um, but when you add the layer of, do I belong here? Um, why don't the things that I say carry the same weight mm. in conversations, in meetings? Um, why is everything that I do questioned mm. um, so much more? Uh, it adds to the, the weight of the work. Yeah. Um, and so being able to have sources of community that pour back into you, um, that remind you of who you are, why you signed up to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why. I don't, I've wanted to leave education mm-hmm. many times wow. and was close yeah. to leaving mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, just like kind of that feeling of like, is it really worth, worth it? it. Yeah. Um, are we doing what it is that we set out to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it to my own detriment, mm-hmm. right? And so when you think about self-care, um, can yeah. I take care of myself and still operate in this system? Well, see, that's, as, what, <laughs> that's what made me think, you know, as you're saying all these things, the first thing that popped on my mind was these educators as they go home. Are they they, their best self as a mother? Are they their best self as a father? Are they their best self as a partner? Whatever that role that they play, like how does that disrupt by having to continue to be proven or prove themselves over and over again in the workspace and in a place that has all these systemic barriers and agendas and then they go back home? What does that do to their confidence in their self-esteem in the home 
and like how does that affect the black family you know that's just <laughs> yes yeah yeah because it's like this 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 linkage that like never is gonna break and it's it's hard to think about all that our black educators are doing and sacrificing oof it's just ended to go home and that's kind of the same things that are either being like felt in the homes or they're fighting against things and they're not paying attention to the home. And that's under the assumption that they go home to a healthy home or that they come from a a healthy home. home. Um, And so if you come from layers of familial trauma Mm -hmm. and you add the trauma from working as a black teacher Mm -hmm. and black leader in a white supremacist system that naturally devalues you until you can prove some sort of work to them. Like it's <laughs> you're talking battles on battles on battles. Um mm. and, and that don't have nothing to do with designing a lesson plan. Yeah. Or yeah. having a teacher evaluation, all things that also, you know, tell you whether or not you're good enough. Yeah. Um and in a system where the narrative is often you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. If you come from spaces that don't affirm you, you can imagine. I, I think it is why so many black educators mm-hmm. quit. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what's the what's the, the retention? The t- right. right. I'm like, what's the retention, it's, especially for black educators? Like, it don't pay enough, <laughs> which is the whole all different conversation. conversation, right? But it also is like I work so hard uh, to contribute to change yeah. to to be a resource, yeah. to, to pour into children, mm-hmm. to be devalued, mm-hmm. unacknowledged. Yeah. And I still got my own life trauma Listen. to process mm-hmm. um, and maybe exposed to considerable amounts of what my children experience yeah. and their lives as trauma. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, I started my research in the alternative and juvenile justice space with social emotional learning. And the reason why is because I saw this gap. I... I believe I'm a solutionist. So like when I see a problem, I want to try to fix it. And everybody was running. It was a time where SEL was becoming a thing and people were running into the comprehensive spaces and getting contracts with all these different schools. And I just saw a huge need in alternative schools. And I'm like, why is nobody going there? If you really want to do the real work of SEL, it starts here. Because a child that is getting kicked out of a base school is getting kicked out nine times out of ten because they didn't know how to manage their emotions. They didn't know how to build healthy relationships. They didn't know how to perspective take and empathize and all those things. And so now they're here and you're trying to slam math and science in their face, but they're going to go back not learning these core skills in order to, you know, be able to just be consistently, their, their character is consistent. And a lot of times when we think of social emotional learning, we do not, we forget about character development. And I think in the black community, it's really important for us to really practice SECD, which is social emotional character development. And as we're talking about our teachers in the spaces of educators, it makes me like think about how are educators really being put first when it comes to trainings on social emotional learning? Because you would just throw a curriculum at them and say, you need to teach this. And about three years ago, I started mandating every school that I work with to be able to have our resilient trainings for their whole staff prior to taking our curriculum. Because I was like, there's no way 
that you're about to just throw a curriculum on these educators, expect them to teach my curriculum at that, because I'm a little sensitive about my stuff. <laughs> okay? So I'm, I'm like, you you know, I'm an artist. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You told me the other day, I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my stuff. And so I felt like that I was in a place where I was like, I cannot allow you to just take our program and not believe in social emotional learning in your own life, not model it in your own life. And so one of the things I'm really happy about that we're launching is Black SEO Collective, which is a membership hub and a part of our, our Black SEO hub but is a membership. And it's not just for educators, but for parents and community leaders to be able to practice their SEO skills in multiple different ways. Like we'll have hub articles and, and research and all these things that they can learn and, and do and practice because there's a lot of things going out, coming out now with SEL and race and all like that, you know, was it designed for us, you know, or, or, you know or is it being are we being thought of while we are creating you know is this culturally affirming to our kids and so the one thing that I want to make sure of or just or or talk about today is about how do you feel the educator can promote SEL in their everyday experiences the black educator specifically I think you spoke uh, directly to what I would say first Mm -hmm. uh, which is modeling Mm. right um and i don't mean modeling in a performative way right and sometimes like oh you model and so it's like i'm gonna put it on and i'm gonna like do my think aloud and i'm like like, all of that is cute and i I support that i think we should right right yeah like like i I do think we should do think alouds for uh students and all those things um and in order to live into something it has to be a practice mm-hmm. for you first yep um, and so I think educators black educators um, in particular have to understand mm-hmm. SEL and they have to practice it um, and it, it, if it is possible get a therapist yes. um, because you cannot effectively teach a thing that you cannot do mm-hmm. Um can't do it. And I think so often to, to this idea of like, okay, take this curriculum. It's like, if you don't use it yeah. for yourself, how can you question? How can you challenge? How can you supplement yeah. um, in ways that are really meaningful? Um, like when we think about like culturally relevant pedagogy, right? It's rooted in knowing mm-hmm. the needs of your students and their experiences and their perspectives and using the curriculum and that knowledge mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. to really amplify yeah. your instruction. Um, and so when we think about SEL, it is a similar thing. It's like, okay, like I can't go in and teach a math lesson if I never done the math. Right. To me, it's the same thing. I also think that it requires what is built into SEL, which is consistent self-reflection. Yeah. And having been an educator for quite some time and coached many an educator at this point, um, people don't feel like they have the time mm. to self-reflect. Um, and my rebuttal to that is always, you don't have the time not to. Mm. <laughs> like, whatever else you're doing yeah. with your time, um, if you don't do that, yeah. none of that other stuff mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think really... Self-reflecting, engaging in the practices yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and doing that 
in community yeah. with other folks that can give you feedback, yeah. who can affirm you. Because mm-hmm. uh, we talked about not feeling enough, not being right. enough in these spaces. Right. And um, when you can do that in a community of people who can affirm you and see your growth and acknowledge that growth while also challenging you mm-hmm. um, to be better and saying like, yo, you missed an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to do that with people you love and who you know love you. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that feels like a a must have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like speak to the black educator who is struggling with their administration, right? Because let me tell you, so I had, um, a client one time tell me that they do not want to invest in the resilient trainings that we offer for their staff. They just want to buy the curriculum. And I said, well, we're not going to be able to work together because I know your school is struggling. This is not a high performing school, which tells me that you're struggling with social emotional skills as educators, not just the students, the educators are struggling. And if you don't have the funds to invest in your educators, then I don't even want to be here because you don't understand the value of the people that are teaching the programs. And if you can't value them, then I can't, I can't take the relationship or start the partnership. And, um, it was a, you know, back and forth thing. But I realized that there's so many administrators out there that do not know the value of their educators or also do not know the, or do not want to spend the dollars to invest. And so what would you, how would you encourage like a, a black educator who feels like that they're just up against like this battle, this constant, like my administrator is not really doing what we need to do or we're not getting the resources we deserve, or I'm not even getting the PDs, the professional development that I deserve to be a better educator. Uh, that's difficult because that, that I feel like that was me my whole career mm. <laughs> and still sometimes yeah. where I'm like why don't why don't people get it why don't people see yeah. why don't like people understand uh, and as a principal I struggled to prioritize SEO even though that was like my core belief mm. um, at we transitioning back into schools from being you know kids are learning from home and not understanding what that might look like. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we project our own home lives and assume that people have the same resources or people have the same setups. Um, And so I was like, no, we need to go full SEL and did not get the backing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think you got to find people. Um, I am a a fierce advocate for community. Yeah. Um, like you gotta get connected to people yeah. who value what you value, who believe in mm-hmm. what you believe in, mm-hmm. and, and who still see the possibility. Yeah. Um, because once you have lost hope, we've lost it all. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. being able to uh, that's real. Really, like, reach out, find you are not alone, mm-hmm. and even when you feel alone, you are not yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. Trust me, yeah. there are teachers and educators across this country mm-hmm. that feel similarly like find community yeah. get in community get in the group chat yeah. find the slack yeah. thing like get on the instagram find the twitter yeah. uh yeah. like spotlight like find mm-hmm. community um to remind yourself that you are not on an island you're not in isolation mm-hmm. this isn't something that is uniquely yeah. happening to you yeah. even though it can feel that way and then continue to push whatever that looks like for you because what people are safe to do and willing to do um, in terms of resistance looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, but find the research, yeah. find the people who are doing it, and 
are getting it to work. Mm -hmm. If you have the possibility, like start to implement it in your classroom, prove that it works um, so that you can share Mm -hmm. the data. Um, I used to tell my new teachers all the time, like, but this is wrong and this is wrong. And I was like, get in your classroom, Mm -hmm. find your people, close your door and make it work. Because as soon as people see the success stories, now everybody want to know. Now everybody got questions. Now you're the most relevant person in the building, right? And so sometimes it is overcoming the resistance that you feel and Mm -hmm. saying, you know what? I believe in this and I'm going to give it everything that I have and I'm going to show that it works. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you can show that it works, the door starts open. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about resistance and... um, like overcoming that resistance and talking about acknowledging that resistance. So with the black educator, right? I know that a lot of black people are like, man, we've been doing SEL all our lives, right? Which is very, very true. Um, We just put a name on it now. Uh, But I think that it's important for black people and educators to know that SEL is in us. It's really who we are. It's in our DNA. We've always been these resilient people and resilient we call we, we say resilient over here mm-hmm. instead of resilient, but we've always been these people that have overcome obstacles and figured it out, right? We, we out the womb, we were never accepted as black people. So we always had to navigate. And um, I believe that SEL for the black community is the, the skills, the attitudes, and the knowledge to navigate a complex society. It's just not social emotional learning for us. It's, it's just as complex. And how do we navigate this? And how we do this is through this everyday modeling these skills. Um, but what would you say for the black educator now, how can they promote SEL in their black communities? Because me starting the black SEL collective and actually you affirmed me of something you said earlier was when you was like, you got to get a tribe. You got to get people that are, are accountable. And this is why we're creating this group is to say, thank you for being an advocate for SEL. Now we want to continue to pour into you, continue to give you resources, continue to give you a platform to share your voice. Right. And. Um, I think it's super important. So how do you think an, a, a black educator can help share um, SEL in black communities besides becoming a black SEO collective member? <laughs> yes, do that. I mean, I think it, it, it depends on the positionality, mm-hmm. right? Um, like part of how I do this work is pouring back into my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the things that I am learning and doing for myself, um, when I talk to my mom, mm-hmm. I'm sharing these resources with her, yeah. right? Um, and so it is the way that I like give back to the community. My mama did the best she could with what she had. Mm-hmm. Um, and she keep doing better every time she gets something new. And because of the access that I've been granted, by having a college degree, right? As a as a first gen college graduate, on, right? Gen. Like I now go back um, and say, like, hey, I learned this thing. I use this tool. Let me support you. Let me offer you this thing. Um, and so I think for educators who don't feel like they have a platform, start start with the platform that you do have. Start with your family. Start with your friends. Um, start with the people that you hang out with. Um, I think for those who are ready. Um, and have the access um, to do so, uh, take it to schools and black communities, mm-hmm. um, bring it to families. Yeah. Um, one of the missed opportunities, um, I think often we involve uh, families um, by depositing knowledge in the same way that we think that we deposit knowledge in the students mm-hmm. rather than bringing them to the table mm-hmm. and offering and providing resources and listening. Um and so I think active uh, listening is key. <laughs> telling you. Um, and so I think like being in community, yeah, 
with the community um, mm. allows you the access and space to um, really bring SEL into community, whatever, whatever you do, yeah. right? Like if you also, you know, write mm-hmm. on the side or you are a spoken word artist or you write music, mm-hmm. like find ways to use your gifts mm-hmm. um, to tell the story, uh, yeah. to bring, to, to elevate the message, to amplify yeah. um, the voices. Um, and again, I, I can't say enough, like model the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people see you. Yeah. Even when you don't think people are yes. watching you, people see you. They see how you show up. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is by simply existing yeah. in the spirit of the thing mm-hmm. um, that people start to ask questions like, hey, I noticed. I saw that book. Mm-hmm. I uh, Just like open yourself up yeah. um, and being vulnerable is difficult for many of us. And I'm like, Very I was about to be like, being right. vulnerable is hard, but maybe it's just right. hard for me, no. right? <laughs> like, it may, right? I'm like, maybe it's not hard for everyone, but like vulnerability can be very complex um, and can be very difficult, especially depending on your own background. And so opening yourself up to be seen mm-hmm. um, and to talk about how you became and continue to become mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really the work uh, I, I try to I try to remove like all the the, the ambiguity of yeah. like oh it's black SEO it's yeah. like no how how do you yeah. self regulate mm-hmm. what does it look like for you because life is hard hard life and we ain't ca- get life be life in okay um, and so what what do you do yeah. um, in those moments and how can you share that yeah. uh, and I think I think it kind of just like snowballs mm-hmm. it's like the the drop of the pebble in the water the yeah. ripples. You may not even see all of them, mm-hmm. um, but just by being, by uh, by being, and then by being in community and conversation, mm-hmm. um, and then when you have a platform or are given a platform, amplifying that yeah. um, and really zooming in on the keys to what makes this what it is mm-hmm. and how it works to be in better community with each other. Um, I think it'll go mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah. So good. You know, like, so one of the things I want to really talk about while you were on this show today is about because we talked about retention and we talked about the turnover rates of black educators leaving the school system and although it excites me that some educators are going away and becoming consultants and doing their own thing because me as a black SEO provider this is why black SEO became black SEL because there was not a lot of faces and representation of african-american people yet alone african-american women that were actually providing on the provider side who mm-hmm. actually owned. You might see a CEO that's black, but there's a white person that owns, right? You might see somebody else that is, is the face, but there's somebody else that owns. And so I really wanted to make sure of the ownership piece for like black people that are in this space of social emotional learning. So I do commend black teachers that have walked away and created their own and their own curriculums and all this sort of thing. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, but we still do need black educators, we, we needed them so bad. So how important is it that black educators stay in urban districts? Ooh, um, there's so much in that question. Um, so much in that question. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, there's a part of me that's like, we can't limit blackness to urban districts yeah. because yeah. of the power in 
those voices in other spaces mm. to influence the change mm. that I think would allow us to recruit and retain mm. educators in urban districts. Okay. To be a black educator mm. in an urban school district right now is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it difficult, although I believe in it yeah. and advocate for it. And I have coached many a black educator into staying put. Yeah. Um, the harm that you cause yourself Every day that you show up to work, mm-hmm. um, it's something that it is hard to say. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just keep keep doing it. Like, like the bullet keep going. Right. You eventually change gonna come. Um, change. Yeah, <laughs> like I was born by the river. Um, by the river. But <laughs> I was born by the river. <laughs> yes, in a little tent. Right. Um, and I will say that the lack of presence can create um, a recurring cycle Mm -hmm. of unsustainability. Mm. Lack of presence can create a recurring cycle. That there is power um, and Black resistance in urban education for people Mm. who are committed to advocating for our children Mm. (laughs) and for themselves um, in that space. Um, I deeply believe that in order to retain black talent in urban districts, we have to be able to create a district for us by us. And in order to do that, we have to be present. We have to be taking note of what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. We have to talk about what it is that we would need Mm -hmm. to make that space sustainable we have to talk about the different ways that we could go about doing the thing because mm-hmm. um, we try to keep it quiet, but education yeah. is not working yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. And instead of saying this is not working, we need to recreate, we need to reimagine. Mm-hmm. Um, we say, like, we just need more people. Mm-hmm. We need more commitment. I'm like, we do not have education. Help, <laughs> let, let, let me be clear. Education does not have a lack of dedication or commitment. Mm. That is not the problem. Mm. And it's like, well, how can you say that when people are leaving the profession? I'm like, the profession is the problem. Yeah. The people are not the problem. Right. Um, and so I, mm. I, I think that it is critical that there are people in the space, black educators who have done their own work, because I think a lot of it comes where the amplification of the, our lack of resilience in our own black yeah. SEL work yeah. that blows up mm-hmm. when we find ourselves in these spaces. But when we go and we do the work and we are in community with folks who are doing the work to be present, to advocate, to see, and to say mm-hmm. um, is why the presence matters. Mm-hmm. If we are not there, we can't speak to the thing. Yeah. And if we cannot speak to the thing, and we cannot advocate and lead change towards what we want to see happen, it won't happen. Yeah. Um, we can we cannot trust folks responsible for our oppression yeah. to also create the plan for our liberation. Come on. It's not realistic. Now wait, I gotta <laughs> pause because you just said something like this is what what I need to talk about right now, and this is something that has been on my heart for a very long time. And as we build out Black SEL and what this will look like, these are one of the things that I, I must touch on and I'd be remiss if I didn't and also like just not even authentically transparent. 
as a social emotional expert and a practitioner, you know, almost a decade of experience in just doing this work, I really have to ask myself, when you talk about social emotional learning and you tell black people that you want them to be socially aware, you want them to sit around a perspective, take on everyone's feelings and, and be empathetic and appreciate diversity. Um, it's hard to do that. And I think we should be very clear and true with ourselves that it, that's not easy, uh, especially as black people that have trust issues, black people that uh, do not trust their administration, which may be white people, um, black people that have had white people as allyships and white people turn around and take their materials and information and put their name on it and steal. And you want me to believe that you're a true ally. You want me to perspective take with you. You want me to have empathy for you and you don't have empathy for my struggle or my ancestors. So like, you know, I think this is a forever ending question, but you know, let me know because this is something that I still want to talk through and figure out a framework to be able to allow us to have our own black SEO. We are identifying that social awareness. Yes, we want to be socially aware and we want to be great at it. We're a master this skill, but let's identify the real things that are actually happening before we can say we're socially aware. Because if not, we're only harming ourselves and the students around us that are black that we're teaching. So tell me what is, and I know this probably could go on forever, but tell me some day-to-day -day struggles or something that you see with the average black educator. Because I know that's a, a personal struggle for me as an expert as I navigate this and teach others about social emotional in our black communities. But what do we see on a day-to-day -day as an educator struggle for, for a black educator? <laughs> this could potentially be uh, controversial. <laughs> um, but I think one of the key struggles is deciding which side you're on. Because... Look, let me tell you. So I think that... And sometimes when we're having these conversations and we say like black, or white, mm -hmm. um, we make the assumption that we are talking about color of skin exclusively. Mm -hmm. And white supremacy moves beyond white skin, mm -hmm. um, especially when it is advantageous. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you go in as a black educator, you have to decide whether you are on the side of black liberation or if you are on the side of mm. assimilation mm. at the expense of your blackness wow. and black children, wow. um, and we don't always frame it that way, mm -hmm. where the first question that I have to answer as a black educator is, am I doing this for myself and my own advantage and my own progression and my own financial sustainability, mm -hmm. or am I doing this? for black liberation, mm. for black justice. Mm. Um, and teetering those lines because yeah. survival is the thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I have been in many a space where it is like, well, I, I have to survive and I need this job to survive and keeping this job looks like mm -hmm. without assessing the damage, mm. personal and the extent of that damage yeah. externally. Yeah. Um, and so, especially for people who want to mm -hmm. 
do good. They, uh, you know, they have their their uh, Paul moment where like I want to do good, but evil is always present mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's a constant struggle of how am I going to show up today? How can I resist and survive? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if I don't come from wealth, yeah, or any yeah. anything close to wealth, yeah. right? Like. There was a point in my own career where I had to say, I am more concerned about black freedom mm. than I am about my ability to attain wealth. Mm. Because if I prioritize Ooh. financial benefit, mm. it will cause me to sacrifice my morals and values. Wow. And that is a constant struggle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Of like, do I get the check? Yep, yep. Or... Do I hold true to why I signed up to do this work in the first place? Right. And money is tempting. Right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you don't come from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Come like, on. You have the poverty mindset. Right. And, and you are responsible for taking care of your family yep. and sending money back. Absolutely. And because you're the one who made it, yep. it, it can be very difficult. And so I think um, that is an underestimated mm. struggle mm. that often precedes all of the other struggles, um, which is how can I be myself and be valued and deemed professional and right those layers. uh, And then how do I continue to understand the current issues facing our children? Yeah. And, you know, just thinking about these things, I want to highlight some social emotional skills because when we think about self-awareness, it is about building a healthy identity, right? But if you're continuing to go into a workspace where you have to code switch, what is that really doing for our identity, right? Where we don't feel like we're accepted as our true authentic self. And so that's why when I always be like, welcome to the black and see ya, blackity black, blackity black. You know, this is a safe black space yeah. where we can truly be our authentic selves. And a lot of times we can't be that in certain environments. Or we got we have to code switch and guess what that was a survival mechanism for us to survive and to make it into these environments to have a better job and those things can play a toll on us when we are told to practice sel skills because you're telling me to practice yes sel skills but then you're demanding i i be a certain way that is not myself in an environment so you're contradicting yourself and that's where Black SEL comes in because we have to be honest about these these conversations and say, what are your expectations for SEL in, in my environment? And what how true is that to my own values and beliefs and my identity as you're telling me to grow my self-awareness? Even thinking about, you know, the responsible decision making and all these skills of building these healthy relationships and understanding that this is not just about performance and like you have to get your performance this year this is about actually you healing and when we're requesting black people to do this it becomes a toll almost because they're like battling with these two different selves right and we want to help you know with black SEO prevent that from happening where they are growing into their authentic self and they're also modeling these skills and it's also understood in their districts that this is the expectation and this is who I am and these things are aligned, you know? And so really hoping that black educators do stay in these urban spaces and, you know, spaces that are not as urban as well, because like you said, um, I think it, it, you bring a truth to power when you are in uh, other spaces that 
you know, in suburban neighborhoods with, with white students that do not know their history, you know, don't know any rich history. I want to get to something I read really quick and then we're going to wrap up. But um, I was reading an article uh, and I'm still like going diving deep into this article, but it's called Dismantling Racism Through Collaborative Consultation, Promoting Culture Affirming Educator SEL by Kara Leva and Jordan Beasley. So shout out to you guys. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give my critique on the article in a later episode. But one thing that I found was very fascinating. It was talking about recognizing teachers intentional intentional and unintentional racist practices. Mm -hmm. And so it says teachers intentionally and unintentionally based on their own positionalities display and per perpetuate oppressive practices in schools and classrooms mm -hmm. without an explicit focus on racism and oppression teachers run the risk of inadvertently engaging in racially discriminative practices perpetuating inequality and oppress oppressive racial hierarchies mm -hmm. like just for one minute like talk Ooh, about how one you, i know just okay. well, i know it's gonna be hard but one minute just uh -huh. talk about like how you agree with that and if we are if there are black educators listening like how do you speak to this all right so the first thing that i have to say is black educators check yourself mm -hmm. uh, because often we believe that our blackness absolves us from the responsibility um and mm -hmm. when we get in positions of power we replicate power mm -hmm. dynamics mm -hmm. um embedded in racism um and so we start to value what white supremacy values Ooh. and devalue mm -hmm. what white supremacy devalues often to the detriment of our students mm -hmm. in the name of um, what I've heard it termed over and over again, tough love. Mm -hmm. Like, I, please talk to me about tough love. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, now, all about love, bell hooks right. is like a core right. uh, a, a, a core text mm -hmm. um, that I often go back to just reframing what we believe to be love because love has often been about tools of survival yeah and with the best of intentions mm -hmm. we often recreate like the idea of code switching which um, i appreciated you saying um i got into an educator debate mm -hmm. which i love because yeah. i think that conflict can actually be healthy and productive yeah absolutely if we allow it to be oh, healthy absolutely. and productive Negotiating conflict right exactly you know, it's a skill. Uh, right um and so thinking about whether it is our responsibility mm -hmm. to teach code switching mm -hmm. and if we choose to teach code switching what other responsibilities do, do we hold know. by doing so that's um, good because Transparently, mm -hmm. my ability to code switch is what allowed me to get here. Yeah. But my resistance to code switching has also been a choice mm -hmm. that allowed for my autonomy. That's so good. Where I have to understand mm -hmm. the systems that I am up against. And then I get to make a choice about how I navigate those systems. Mm -hmm. And so I cannot understand my ability to navigate without knowing that code switching exists. Mm -hmm. But I should not be forced to. Come on. And I should not be deemed less acceptable because I choose not to. Um, and so when I think about mm -hmm. black educators, I think it's owning that we have been indoctrinated and in many cases have survived and progressed in a system rooted in a thing mm. that is harmful. Very harmful. Very harmful to us and harmful to continue teaching. Mm -hmm. um, when I think about our, our views on children, their voice, what is disrespect or not disrespect, we have been cultivated in a culture mm -hmm. where for our survival, we learn to tell children to shut up. Mm -hmm. 
Just be quiet. Mm -hmm. That is oppressive. Absolutely. And when we become the leaders of our classrooms and we have classroom environments where Mm -hmm. we are telling children Mm -hmm. to be silent, to not voice their opinions, that if they do have opinions and they voice them, that they are being disrespectful, Mm -hmm. that they are being contrary, Mm -hmm. that we stifle the resistance out of them. Mm. Before they ever have, have an opportunity to create change. Mm. And so we, we have to be conscious mm. of the ways that our survival inhibits our freedom. You're dropping gems. I'm just like. That's the tip of the iceberg. I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this over and over and over again. You know when you get like so much information. Like, because you are, like, preaching to the choir to me, you know? Like, I, these are things, but you're also giving me such a aspect because, you know, I taught in the schools my own curriculum for two years and then went back and taught another year and went dibble-dabbled and, and taught the train-the-trainer and started bringing people in to teach it and then went and taught um, staff to teach it. So, haven't been back in the school as much, but I always have one school that I consistently go into because I it's like almost like me breathing because I feel like I can how can I ever develop to the need of a child and the needs change and so we can't say that something's culturally affirming culturally responsive that was created in 2017 when we haven't updated because obviously COVID has happened and there's a lot of things that have changed us so I appreciate your perspective so much in this in just this space of being raw and real and it, it was probably some things that hurt some black educators, but we need that in this space. We need to check ourselves. We need to create spaces to be vulnerable and transparent and also say, what does black liberation look like to you in the mm-hmm. work that you do every day? Mm-hmm. Because that's the goal for us. Black SEL is black liberation. We This is a liberating thing for me because I did not see enough of me in my environments, in my industry, I did not see enough of me getting resources and still don't. Resources meaning funding, money. Like why do we are always the ones to struggle to get the funding, but then there's so much things coming out down the pipeline for kids that we're actually teaching, which are black kids. Mm-hmm. And we got all this money for disadvantaged youth, right? But the money's not getting to the black people that actually are gonna create for the black child. So this has been so good. I want to leave, um, end off with one question for you. So I want you to really speak to the black educator and just encourage them because I know that this was also heavy. Um, it was empowering. It was liberating. It was all these great things, but we do have these educators. Like you said at the beginning, how many times you wanted to give up? How many times you did not want to say education? And we can only say enough how much we need you in this space, how much we need your voices in this space. But I want you to just encourage um, the black educator, um, you know, even the people that don't consider themselves educators, but really are, because we all are educators in some form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, But just encourage them really quickly. Continue to reaffirm yourself. Um, It is helpful to be in community. Um, It is helpful uh, to have people that you can depend on um, and you are your biggest cheerleader. Um, and so I'll really get clear yeah. on who you are and what makes you unique, why your voice matters um, everywhere that you go. Um, and if you need a push, mm-hmm. find some people that love you. They they are not void of 
things yeah. that they can tell you that make you great, that make you special, um, that that really is tra- can be transformative mm-hmm. uh, for our world. And so affirm yourself yeah. daily. Mm-hmm. I would say multiple times a day, but at yeah. least daily. Yeah. Um, tell yourself how powerful, um, how knowledgeable, how inspirational um, you are. Um, reflect it, write it on the mirror, put it as a reminder in your phone, whatever you need to do to get that constant affirmation. Um, cause it does get, get difficult. Um, remember that liberation ain't gonna happen overnight. Um, and so when you are faced with challenges and obstacles and resistance, um, remember that it's one, one foot in front of the other. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're trying to sprint this thing, you're going you gonna to burn out real quick. Um, and so remember to take care of yourself, to come up for air, um, to, to pour joy and pleasure into your life. Yeah. Um, step away from the work when you need to, mm-hmm. um, to be a community that, that pours back into you. Um, you cannot pour from an empty vessel. Um, and so remember to fill up. Um, and there, there are so many ways that you can fill up, but remember to fill up, um, it's like driving this, this, the vehicle, right? Like SEO is the vehicle. It's not the destination. You got to fill up on the road. (laughs) Um, so continue to fill up. Um, and, and just, just remember, um, the work and the progress of our ancestors. Um, those that came before us, those that still speak to us, those that still hold us close, um, those who, who continue to inspire us, um, and to offer us wisdom. Um, remember, all of their efforts um remember their struggles and obstacles go back and watch the documentary go back and read the book um to remind yourself that you are uh, a piece in a bigger picture um and your role and your work matters even when you don't see it Mm. so so good and i want us to remember as educators that our ancestors fought for this remember there was a time where our ancestors believed that as an act of liberation, that they went back after they learned how to read and write to teach their brothers and sisters how to read and write. It was their act of liberation in order for them to feel free and be free. So I encourage you to continue educating, continue practicing your social emotional skills as black educators and continue to be an advocate for it by joining our Black SEL Collective or just going simply to blackseo.org and downloading some of our resources. Thank you so much, Jay, for joining Thank us. For this has me. been amazing. I'm going to literally re- like go back and back and back. So I know y'all going to save this episode and listen to it over and over and over again because it was so good. But again, this is Black SEL. Blackity Black, Blackity Black. Hey! Thank y'all so much. Until next time, we out. Thank you for listening to the Black SEO Podcast. If you'd like to support the movement and be a part of us impacting more Black communities with our resources around the nation, you can donate to blackseo.org or click the link in our show notes. It's time we share our own stories. Help amplify Black voices by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Black SEO Podcast. Leaving a review has a bigger impact than you think. It not only helps more people find the show, but it helps more Black people realize that they are not alone. We all know what it feels like to be unheard, but Black SEL is a safe space for us and by us. Leaving a review can take you less than five minutes, but the impact will change lives.